This audio was taken from the Let Her Be Heard live show. How do we be vulnerable and express our emotions without the fear of not being accepted? I'm Andrea Gullick. And I am Barb Gibson, and we are here to let her be heard. We are. We are here to let her be heard, Barb. Yeah. Because it's such an important thing. Like, I just love these sessions where we can really delve into topics that people really don't feel safe to maybe talk about. And it and they're topics that are so apparent for so many people. And this this is one of our beautiful community members' questions. And it is it is a crackerjack topic. Like I think it's such a good topic in the fact that vulnerability in the last little while is a word that has been used by so many people in so many different areas. And I think it's, I personally think it's mainly Brene Brown bringing, you know, bringing to light vulnerability with her writing and her, and and her talks and things like that. And, And I'm a massive fan of hers. But the first thing I'd really like to do, Barb, in all honesty, is I was thinking about this yesterday and I thought, well, words are just words. I think it's a good place to start in understanding what the word vulnerability is defined as. Mm, I love checking out words because if we're not talking about if our definition of a word isn't the same as the person we're talking with. We're not talking about the same thing. So, yeah, what is you? I know you looked it up. Will you read it? I I looked it up because I'm like, I can be talking about being vulnerable and you can be talking about being vulnerable and we're talking about different things. Yeah. And so vulnerability based on Google search, the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. So in my in in my mind vulnerability before I looked at that and went wowzers that feels really big like really big to me when I when I hear that I was like okay what do I think vulnerability is? And I was like I think vulnerability is being able to to speak your truth when it might be a little nerve-wracking and it might be a little scary, like opening up to the topics, a bit like this. This person who has anonymously popped in their their question, this is a sign of their vulnerability, of the things that they are nervous or afraid to talk about or ask because primarily of how it might be viewed. Yes. So what, like, what did you, what, what's your definition of vulnerability or what, what do you want to respond to in terms of that feels big for me, like this whole being attacked and, you know, physically I'm, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, this is a little bit more than saying, um, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I think I'm yeah. gay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not. No, I, I can go two ways on this, Andrea, because the first, the dictionary one isn't what I would call vulnerability. I agree with you, and we'll go back to the dictionary definition and why mm-hmm. I don't agree with that, but I'll agree with you. Um, and, you know, we we shouldn't say we don't agree. It's what makes <laughs> this dictionary. They made it. Who am I to say? No, they're wrong. They were saying what I was thinking about. Right? Write in and get the Oxford Dictionary changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's where we got to make sure this show. Everybody knows this is our opinion. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, okay, then let's go to the Webster's Dictionary. Why would I put myself in that position ever? Read that again. What did it say? That I could be attacked? Okay, so here we go. Let's have a look. It says, the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. Yeah, I would never put myself in that position. That, that's a choice. Is it? And, yes, that is a choice. <laughs> I need to expand a little because you're like, what the heck? Because think about it. So what you said about vulnerability is like, vulnerability is like showing up in my truth. That doesn't mean I have the right to say what is true for you, but to show up in my truth. And what I'm really talking about when I say my truth is the truth of who I am. I am all about always coming back to yourself and who are you and what is the truth of who you are. We don't get to talk to people and, and abuse them or whatever that thing was saying in there. That I'm sorry. I'm not being very... Um, Respectful. Okay, I've got a situation. Is it okay if I just pose a situation and you tell me how? Yeah, how, is that okay? Because I'm I'm quite a visual person. Yeah. Okay. But I was in a position. I've been in a position in my life where there were things that weren't conducive in my work life, and there was a particular relationship with the people that I was having that situation with that meant that they were pretty connected. And so I couldn't, I had to be really vulnerable, Bob. I had to be really vulnerable and go and talk to one of them about what was happening, knowing their connection. And so my question is, you wouldn't put yourself in that position. I was, and I was definitely exposed. Definitely. There was no way about it. I either said nothing and put up with it, which was unmanageable for me at that time. Or I actually had to deal with it, which meant I had to be vulnerable and expose myself to being attacked. So how? But, how but see, that's where I'm probably a little bit different. Yeah. Nobody gets nobody gets to attack me. Yeah. And yeah. what I mean by that is they can say whatever they want mm. to. They can treat me however I want to. That has nothing to do with my identity. So yes. Yeah. The difference, right? That's the, a huge difference. That, that's the biggest thing is that what you're saying is if like so if I'm understanding this correctly, Bob, it's not about not being in positions where people might say things or do things that feel like an attack or feel like they're happening to you. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But that what you're talking about is how you absorb it how you respond to it, how it impacts you on the inside. The outside can happen. We can't avoid the outside happening. Is right. This, am I yeah, you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. Because okay. we have no control over anyone else. Yes. that's a, no. I, And that's the thing I think that I really want to press pause for people to absorb that is that vulnerability or what this is def, def, this is definition is is that like this is very like streamlined one way of thinking, I feel, and it's that 
that that's going to happen, that it's putting yourself in a position where people could say things or do things that might physically or emotionally hurt you. Yeah. Your thing is actually the amount that it hurts me, that's a choice. There you go. That's it, Andrea. Yeah, right. Yes, because we don't have any control. Somebody could hit me. And, you know, so according to the dictionary there, that's a vulnerable situation. I'm in a spot, somebody could hurt me. What we're talking about and what I think our our listener who posed this question is about our our soul, our how how are we affected by that? How does that attack my identity? You know, just because somebody says I'm something, if that's not true, I don't have to believe it. I don't have to even acknowledge it. And you know, I think I know I say this frequently. I don't know that I've said it on here a lot, but to me, it's just as simple as if I called you Leslie and your name's Andrea, like you just smiled. It didn't affect you in any way. Now, if I called you words okay. that we wouldn't say in here, yeah. A bit. Let's go with that. Okay. Can you feel the difference? Like, like you can, that's a like, whoa, am I? Mm. And, and if you, if you, you always ask yourself, am I what somebody is saying? Am I what's coming at me? Am I somebody just hit me or something? And um, that <laughs> we have a Facebook user. I don't know. Who it you is. Like that? You <laughs> might like a little, little bit more information there. <laughs> but, and I think that's, you know, what you're saying there, Bob, is, is like directly, I think, what this question is really posing. When you say that we have the choice of recognizing is that true for me? Like you're saying, using a beautiful example there of, well, if you called me Leslie, I'd be like, oh, it's Leslie. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, I wondered if it was her. I was hoping it was her and not a listener and we were misunderstanding something. So this is the whole point. Like, if we separate and take emotion out of it, like that situation where you accidentally say, hi, Leslie, how are you going? And I'm like, it's Andrea, Bob, like, seriously, what are you doing? But when we take it into, you're a liar, like you, you're lazy or you, you're not a good person, we take it to that emotional level. It's like we believe that instead of going, that, that's like being called the wrong name. That doesn't fit my truth. Yeah, I think, it's like we question it too far. We question it in a different way. <laughs> I did smile because I like you, Leslie. I like you a lot. <laughs> We're glad you're with us, Leslie. Absolutely. But it, it is really huge, that vulnerability thing. And so to me, vulnerability is like, I'm going to show up as who I am. And that's that's where I'm in control of my vulnerability. Of like, you get to see me and it doesn't matter how you respond to me. Because so often vulnerability is talked about in like, you can get hurt. And I know Brene Brown, she does some great work around this. And, um, but that thing of like, because that's what we're all about is knowing your own identity, connecting to your own truth, your own voice of love that speaks to you about who you are. And is that true? Because I could call you a liar. And you go, am I a liar? And you go, yeah, I did just lie about that. But it's a conviction instead of a an attack. 
that's a conviction versus a um, something that's not true. And then you then you go so far as to think, well, maybe I am a liar, or they think that, and then it rises up all this. So how can they think that about me? It doesn't really matter what they think of me. What do I think of me? What do you think of you? And that is huge. And this, I think, Bob, is you know such a beautiful uh, path into to really why I think this question has been posed because we've we've focused on vulnerability and and really getting into what does that word mean and things like that. But I think the I think the reason that this question has been posed probably is is the, is the last part without not being accepted how do I show up in vulnerability around my emotions be honest about how I'm feeling without the fear of not being accepted mm. that's that's the biggest part isn't it or oh, that's what I see is the biggest part for society for people is that that fear of not being liked, of not being enough, of not being accepted, that has us contorting and distorting who we are over, yeah. well, maybe not you, <laughs> but over and over <gasps> again. And that's that. That's like what you're talking about, isn't it, of mm-hmm. until we know who we are, I say this all the time, until we know who we are, yep. we don't know who we're not. Yes. Yeah, I love that you say that. Yeah. People are like running around create, uh, quoting Brene Brown. You can quote Andrea um, <laughs> Alex on that one. That's right. <laughs> That's my, because that feels so. Put that true. in the notes. It is true. It is true because people tell us all the time things. Until we know who we are, we don't know who we're not. Am I that? Go into your own truth. Ask yourself, is that true? Is that who I am? Yeah. And if it's not, then let it float on by. And I'm not saying that that's easy to do. This takes consistency. This takes being vulnerable with yourself. Yes. Yes. Believe that you are what you hear from in here. Internal voices versus external voices. We do talk about that. And, you know, can, will you believe it? And, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's being, it's that conscious state, isn't it? Like in terms of it is a commitment to ourselves mm-hmm. to become conscious mm-hmm. of what we're hearing and what we're making that mean and therefore how that's impacting our life. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the biggest change maker in life really of because for me, when we can really hear our truth, because so many people are so tuned into, you know, what's out there because they want to be accepted. They want to know that just as I am, if I show up with all of my emotional glory, will you still love me? Yeah. Will you still think I'm a good person? Mm-hmm. Will you? Will I still matter? Will you still want to be around? Mm-hmm. And the hardest question, like the hardest part to reconcile in, in so many ways, in some ways, in the beginning, is to be able to say, will I be okay if they don't? Yeah. Because, because what that does, Andrea, that takes back your power. 
And that's uncomfortable, let's be honest. That can be uncomfortable in the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning when we haven't quite realised that that's what it's like. The thought of literally going, can I live my life completely on my own if I am true to who I am and nobody else accepts me? Mm -hmm. Because we haven't yet got to the point of recognising, or I didn't, there's always going to be people. There's always going to be people that do see us. I, I believe, like I, I don't know another person on the planet that doesn't have at least one person in their life. Yeah, and, you know, that's kind of taking to it to extreme. But mm-hmm. the more you know how to do this for yourself, the less you will encounter that. Because mm. you don't put off this energy of somebody else can control you. And some of this stuff is so subconscious. Some of it's not. Some of it's blatant. But I really believe when you walk around in the confidence of knowing your own identity, people can sense it. People can feel it. And I believe that you call people up to be more who they are. And they don't don't do that. Yes, it's magnetizing. And it, it, like I said, it raises people up. They find themselves not wanting to do that. And um, I believe it's the biggest gift you can give yourself and you can give everyone else. And, but we get it. It's not easy. And especially if you're not used to doing this and our listener might still be saying, I don't get it. What the heck are you talking about? What do you mean? This person, every time I'm in their presence, they do this to me. They say these things. I become extremely vulnerable and it hurts. And I'm promising you the only reason it can hurt is because you don't know who you are and you're letting them tell you who you are. And it hurts because it doesn't align with your soul. Yeah. And I've got a, I've got a visual representation that I, I spoke to just before, Barb, and I really want to um, share it. But we've got so until we know who we are, we don't know who we are not. I hear my internal voice of love as my identity, not what others think about me and the fear of all of the lies that my crazy brain creates. Thanks to you, love warriors. Beautiful. Yeah. And then that's a great point. The lies of my crazy brain can create too. It's yeah. not. We, mm. talk, we said, I said external voices, but sometimes <clears throat> what I mean is external voice besides your truth. Our brain tells us a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we talk, we've talked about that at other times, but, you know, <laughs> there is an element of it's a safety mechanism. We don't need to go into that, but like, we're not we're not hopeless. It's not like we haven't got our stuff together. Like there is elements of how our subconscious programming works and things like that. But the visual representation. I am so sorry. Did you need a glass of water? I do, but yeah. Right next to me. Hang on. There we go. Oh yeah, like everything. I love it. Oh, that was wild. <laughs> So this visual representation that came so sorry. this morning, that's cool. Ooh. I'm chatting away thinking you can hear me. That's all, all good. But, yeah, this whole how it gets in, like how it gets in. And I could, what I could see was that we have like this invisible barrier all around us, like this invisible cloak. And... That's our truth. Mm-hmm. That's the truth of who we are. And that 
you know, that kind of protects us from these attacks and stuff, like in terms of it's like a vulnerability cloak, really. It stops that getting But sometimes for some of us we have holes poked all the way through that invisible shield and that is where it gets in. That's where what other people think of us and the stories and stuff get in and that comes in and plays havoc with our soul, what our soul knows to be true. Yeah. And so it's kind of like we need to be able to first become aware of where those holes are and then we need to go about like like plugging them up, fixing them up as in, oh, there's, there's a hole there. What am I believing or what's happening? What's my truth and popping it back in there? And, you know, some of those plugs will be done with love and compassion and empathy and understanding, but it's literally like if you could imagine that there were no holes in this bag. Everybody can see you and you can see out and it's as if it doesn't exist. Nobody can get in. Nothing can get into your your heart and soul. Because this takes me to the next thing and I really I really want us to go here, Bob. Can we go to your shield for a minute? Go, go, go near the shield. Keep your keep your thought. Don't listen. Yeah, yeah. But your shield. So <laughs> a powerful warrior has their shield up and they walk into their shield and they know how to fill those holes like you were just saying with their own truth what is my truth about what's being said a weak warrior is cowarding behind the shield and they're letting the things come at it and come through and they're letting those holes be created by an external voice and I just think that's really powerful. A powerful warrior walks into that stuff, knowing they got this shield in front of them and it's going to protect them. That shield is your real truth. And that's why we talk about this work, Andrea, this work of knowing who you are. How do you find out who you are? How do you go within and ask the questions that'll speak that truth to you, your own identity? And that's what we do. That's what we do in our workshops. That's what we do in our groups afterwards. That's what we do. And so I encourage anybody that would like to do that to reach out to us and we can do that. But it's powerful. We are powerful human beings. Yeah. It's that that questioning, isn't it, Bob? It's that uh, for, for a lot of people, I feel like we don't realize that we can ask that question and hear hear our truth and i mean this is like this is the gift that you have been given that you you do share with the world is that for example but i think we do know we hear it and that's what causes the pain because what we're hearing from the outside doesn't line up with our real truth and so when you're not aligned with your soul you have pain I I think that, sorry, I think what I meant was that the questioning. Oh, yeah. That, you know, to be able to ask questions, it's simply as like yesterday, I shared with you yesterday, was having these feelings of being a bit lazy. And they did not make me feel that good. Like I'm like, you know, I was caught up in my mind a bit and I just took the moment to literally ask and hear the answer. Like, is it true that I'm lazy? And the answer straight away was no. Yeah. And then I asked for more clarification. Mm-hmm. Well, if I, what, what 
the my in terms of well, why do I feel like that? It's the same if that like if you're feeling like you're a bad friend or you're like any of these things, like that's true vulnerability to me. True vulnerability is to get into the is to get into the truth with yourself. And I think you mentioned that before. It's like we don't even have to worry about being vulnerable with the outside world. I don't know if we know how to be vulnerable with ourselves. Yeah. But the way you know that you're not aligned with your truth is pain. Yes. You said yesterday, let's use your example. You felt lazy and and it didn't feel good because it wasn't your truth. And then when you knew how to go inside and ask the question, is that my truth? Am I lazy? Then you heard, no, you weren't lazy. And then you were able to align with that. Okay. And then ask more questions about that. But I just wanted to pause on that a little because how do you know if you're not listening to your own truth? You don't have peace. It doesn't feel good. It It's making you sick. It's whatever you know, and I'm not saying everything is related to that, but the majority of things you can trace back to, you are not aligning with your soul. Yeah. Most of the emotional things. And like that, I mean, that's power in itself, isn't it? Is mm-hmm. it? And, and the other part of that, Bob, that I really want to focus on, because there's lots of different trains of thought and, and especially kind of in the industry that we're sort of in, like in terms of guiding people and, you know, you want to call coach or mentors or whatever it is, personal development world, right? Yeah, yeah. There's lots of different chains of thought and I have definitely been in and around people that want to, you know, it's really important that we express all of our emotions. It's really important that we don't uh, spiritually bypass. That's been a bit of a thing, spiritually bypass. It's not just all mm. love and love. It's not all just love and light. And so I wanted, I wanted, I guess, challenge that in a way, Barb, because I I did believe that for a while, that you know, all of the negative emotions, and I do still agree with that, they're all all very normal and healthy. But I think it's I think in some ways, I'm not sure that people believe I shouldn't generalize I'm doing a lot of generalizing today I'll just say okay okay I actually wonder if many people believe truly believe that the peace and the joy and the way in which you live your life and me to to an extent is is actually real Mm. and achievable that can you really be that peaceful? Can you really be that, like, is that real? Well, you know, across the board, Andrea, to say 100%, do I know that? Do I have proof of that, of anything? What I have proof of is my life and what I've seen happen in other people's lives. And you're right. What we talk about is a little bit different than other people do. But what I see is people who have been through many programs, who have done this self-exploration stuff, and they still don't feel better. And when, then what I've experienced is when people learn to do what we talk about of going inside and asking your own question, is this true? Is that who I am? Who am I? Asking those sort of questions. Mm. 
And you're right. We do it in our workshops. We talk about what are the questions and stuff. But once you get a few of them, they flow much easier. But when you do that, I don't know what the magic of it is other than you're aligning to your own soul. And it ta- it dispels so much of the life. And you do feel better. You do feel abundant joy. You do feel peaceful. Does it happen all the time? No, because that's life. Things happen that are out of our control and that doesn't feel good. The key is how fast can I come back to my truth? Am I out for moments? Am I out for days? Am I out for weeks? What is it? And it can be in different areas. Like for for instance, when my husband passed, I took longer than somebody called me Leslie instead of Barb. But it doesn't mean that it's not an opportunity to go inside and discover your own truth. And that's, and, and you know, this is a thing, isn't it? Because when we know how to do that, when we really truly know how to sit there and either challenge the things that are coming up, like I challenged that the other day, am I lazy? Is, is that true? Because that's what my head was telling me. And I challenged that, I questioned that, and I knew straight away the answer was no. And so then I asked it, so pretty much so why am I feeling like this then? Mm. I I don't even necessarily know if I asked a question. There was just more information come. And basically what it was was when you are in your zone of doing what you love, you are the furthest thing from lazy, like I'm an energizer bunny when mm-hmm. I'm in, in my in my zone. Mm-hmm. Is it true that there are things that I don't like to do that I don't do enough of? Yes, that is true. There are things in my life that I don't derive a great deal of joy from. And so that's where my mind was focused. My mind was focused on all of these things that I, I don't do and I feel like I don't do enough of. Mm-hmm. But it's being able to differentiate between that blanket of, well, you're just lazy and beginning to break that open to the truth of, yeah, it's okay. You don't really like doing that, so you don't do a great deal of that. Does not doing a great deal of that. I'm talking about housework, okay? I'm just going to stop the whole, you know, (laughs) let's say housework, right? So you're so lazy. You're so lazy. You you know, you you haven't done this and you haven't done that. Actually... I'm not lazy. I just choose where I use my time and energy because of that. So if let's say the housework, if that's causing me pain because this and that's not done, then I've got choices there and I can right. change how I it's the difference between it being your identity and literally <laughs> laying it out and going, okay, are there times that I don't put enough focus and energy over here? Yes, this is true okay, what choices do I have? When I focus over here, like I can run on two hours sleep when I'm doing this sort of stuff. That's not a lazy person. And really beginning to have this conversation with yourself. Because if you don't, and you have that blanket thing of your lazy, Andrea, that's going to start showing up in every area of your life. No, I don't mean it's going to start showing up. I mean, you're going to start questioning yourself in every area. Oh, well, maybe I'm not that good of a mom then. Oh, well, maybe I don't do this right then either because it's almost like we look for proof. Yes. 
It's like that's what we're exactly and and our past comes with us as well I think yeah. is that if we've done this so for this the question here in terms of you know showing up vulnerable with my emotions and will I be accepted maybe there's been a chance that that's happened before maybe this person has been vulnerable and shown up and it hasn't played out so well and so now they feel like they're never going to be accepted and it's like being able to actually recognize that every new moment is an opportunity for you to stand in your truth and to know who you are and to ask these questions if they have rejected me what did I make it mean did I make it mean that oh I must be a terrible friend or oh it's not safe to be me what meaning did you make and now you get the opportunity to ask is that true is it true that I'm not a good friend or is it true that I'm lazy or is it what is the truth of who we are and getting into that underneath all of the other things is like that is life-changing. Like that is where the space for peace and joy and excitement and the zest for life comes yeah. from. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But well, any any last any last little messages or moments you want to share on on uh, you know in this in this particular subject, I could just feel the heaviness for our listener, and I and I. I have compassion for that. You and I both have compassion for that. And yet we want to know there's hope and it doesn't have to always be like this. And we're so glad they let us talk this out. And, um, you know, Andrea, these conversations are beautiful. We don't really know what's going to happen. And we just start talking and it flows and it's like, we could keep going a little bit here, I think, but it's, um, and do you have any final thing you want to? Yeah, add? I I do, and it, I would really love Bob if if you're okay with that for this listener in particular, and for and for anyone in terms of that truth of who we are. I don't. Okay, I'm just gonna. I just want this person. I really do just want this person to place their hand on their heart. Mm. And and this is something that you've you've guided, Bob, and that you do guide so beautifully. And I just want them to take a moment and to really listen for the truth. Like maybe just one thing. What is one thing about you that your heart loves or like can you hear the one thing right in this moment? that nobody can take away from you. Whether you're accepted or not accepted, you know this is the truth of who you are. (sighs) Breathe that in. That was all. Yeah, great. Awesome. So thanks again and we'll be same place, same time, same place next week. Have a great day, night, weekend. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye.